Hello there my friend and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature maybe. Enjoy. Hello my dear friends, I had planned to create one episode today um, from the psychology perspective and that would be about the baggage we bring with us into relationships because I believe that it's a very hot topic for most of us and as I was looking within, let's say, while deciding kind of what I wanted to say about this and how I wanted to structure this, what I also realized was that they'll most probably will be needed to have maybe even two parts of that episode. And the, the reason for that is that I think that there's two perspectives to integrate as we look at ourselves as well. So there's one perspective which is very much from the psychological developmental perspective linked to social and economical context and nervous response. And that part is what I was planning on talking about to begin with, and I will. But actually, as I was thinking about this, I believe that there's also something else that needs to even be brought up before we talk about those quite factual sides. And it was those of you who like to read as well, if you are already signed up to my website, or you don't have to be signed up actually for it at all, but those of you who've already been on the blog of yogisha.com, um, if you have, or if you would like to, uh, go and look at two of my articles that I will refer to here. And they are, we are all broken and tout comprendre c'est tout pardonner. Because actually, as I wrote these two articles at various times in the past couple of years, um, I was also working through, I already knew of the, what we bring into relationships, but one of, the, one of the main triggers for me of writing them was also because I was in a relationship that I hadn't been in a relationship for quite a long time, a long-term one, and it also made me realize one thing that's really essential for all of us, and that is it's easy to be a Buddha on a mountain the real work actually begins when we walk down into the village and encounter other people. And the reason for this is, of course, that in theory we can understand a lot of things and then putting it in practice is really what life is about because actually life is relationship. And so this is why I wanted to maybe clear the way already for talking about the more factual things by beginning to talk about other things, such as, yes, we are all actually broken. All we do, we do it because we believe that it's going to bring us relief. We are searching for freedom in any action that we take. Basically, I take this action because I believe that it will bring me a little bit more of joy 
or I will feel more relaxed or I will feel happier, basically. It will fulfill me more if I do it. And so as very simply, we can see this, of course, when we are hungry, we eat so that we free ourselves from hunger. And when we feel lonely, we seek company because we need to free ourselves from the suffering sensation of loneliness, for instance. Just like, I don't know, we buy a new car that's more extravagant so that we free ourselves from the feeling of being inferior. Life is movement and that movement is always going in one direction, which is forward, even when it looks like we're going backwards. In our own perception, we believe that we are freeing ourselves from something. And I think that's really essential to understand. When it comes to our emotional environment, our emotional universe, it is something that is very difficult for us all to understand because, well, obviously in school, they did not really speak about it very much. They taught us to speak different languages or even just our own language, actually. Um, and, you know, we were taught mathematics and gymnastics and whatnot. But how to understand the language of our emotions, we did not learn. And we usually feel quite powerless to our um, emotions because they come and go and we just react usually to them. It's our inner forecast. It's the weather system inside of us. Is it sunny? Is it raining? Is it cloudy? And... Just like with how we feel powerless to the weather system that's outside, we do feel quite um, helpless when it comes to the changes in the weather in our emotions. Since there was no course as we started school in how to deal with emotions, we need to accept that as adults we will take, we will have to take actually some time to invest in learning about them again. Now we seek to make ourselves feel good with all kinds of external things to fill the void that we have inside of us when we can't control what someone else is doing, for instance. We will suffer from what they're doing if it's something that makes us feel bad. And we will most often also regress into basically what a five-year-old would do when uh, we're feeling that emotion of suffering. So because it's not really helpful to simply extract ourselves from other people, we still need to do something about the situation, the conflict that happens when we interact with others and the fact that they might actually do things that won't make us feel good. So which feels counterproductive to our own personal moving forward, always moving in the direction of freedom. And I think that it was actually as I was listening to one of many talks of Alan Watts, for those who have not yet discovered Alan Watts, I would strongly recommend to just go on YouTube because there's hours and hours of his lectures free on YouTube to listen to. And it's um, quite amazing. And it was one of those days when usually around 5.45 or so in the morning, I was just doing some gentle stretches after my meditation. And that's usually when I put on some Alan Watts and just allow for my subconscious mind, let's say, because I'm not very actively listening to it, to just take in his words, or just even listen to his voice, which is really wonderful. And he was saying, 
Uh, to comprendre, c'est tout pardonner, which means, in French, it means to understand all is to forgive all. And he continued by saying, it's so true, if you've been a counselor or a psychotherapist or even a minister or anything like that, you very soon get to realize how vastly complicated people are and to see that they are really in the messes they're in, not because of anything, But that's just the way it is. Everything that goes around us is just the way it is. It's all actually neutral. What we make of it is our added flavor of labeling it as positive or negative. Or if you will, your perception is your reality and it's not necessarily the truth. What I mean when I added that after Alan's words is that our freedom actually when it comes to interacting with other people, is to be able to understand, so to see more clearly, why people are acting in certain ways. St stay with me, it will make sense soon enough, hopefully. What do I mean then by understanding will bring me freedom? You, we all have a logic that we work after. You are, of course, the director of your own movie. You are the center point in your own universe. So there is a logic that corresponds to the universe that you live in. All right? That's your realm. It is not necessarily the same with the same rules as another person, which is usually the reason we don't understand each other. When we have our own uh, universe, and we're orbiting around it in there, and with our logic and whatnot, And then we're interacting with another person and we find ourselves in a conflict because we do not understand each other. Now, if I, have, if I would have the possibility of translating the language in your universe into mine, then all of a sudden I could feel this sense of freedom because, freedom because I am moving forward, right? There is an understanding in why you do the things you do, which is also actually then where this idea of if I understand, then I can forgive comes from. Don't get me wrong. To forgive is not necessarily to um, say that it's okay or to validate Uh, I would even say that forgiveness in itself has very little to do with what the other person and instead all to do with ourselves. And listen on because you will hopefully see my viewpoint <laughs> and therefore forgive me for my words. When people thought that the earth was flat and that we were all the center of the universe, the sunrise and the sunset were very mystical moments, right? I mean, there still are except that today we have a different vision of them. So basically, it was this experience of the sun dying as it disappeared at night and then miraculously reborn again the next morning. We could even imagine that any kind of beliefs of um, a higher power, any kind of faith was most probably linked to the way that we would understand what was happening with the sun coming up and going down back in those days because we obviously intuitively understood that the sun had was a source of life in itself so if you will that is god 
God dying in the evening and then miraculously being reborn again in the morning. Even if we have the understanding that is actually not what happens, but that it's actually us moving instead, we don't need to be so dramatic as we see the sun go down because it doesn't die. However, we can still appreciate and be completely in adoration of a sunrise and a sunset, which is the case. Most of us adore these moments and actually our physical bodies are made in a way that it is really beneficial for us to experience these two moments in the day. And so it means that with the bigger picture, so understanding exactly what is going on when the sun goes up and the sun goes down, we can appreciate what is happening without being so implicated in it and without actually almost being afraid of our own survival in that moment. And so this is where your strength lies. This means that when we heal something inside of us, what we are doing is that we're giving it a logical reason. We're explaining it to ourselves, or I would even go as far as saying we're experiencing the opposite of what might have hurt us in the beginning. When I spoke about the internal weather system, when it comes to our emotions, we feel powerless, which is overwhelming in itself. And due to whatever we have experienced in our past, can be the source of a wound. Therefore, the other person acting this way as well can be an experience for us of reliving this wound. So in order to then heal this, which is really what forgiveness is, if we can, instead of feeling powerless to the emotion, experience an understanding of why the emotion come up, we can feel empowered by the situation, which will bring us a healing into this wound. Now, the healing of the wound is where the forgiveness happens. When you know it yourself, when it is really a question of forgiving someone else because um, they've done something to us and they come to us in order to ask for our forgiveness and we feel a relief, we are experiencing the opposite to what happened when they did hurt us, which is why we can then say, yes, I will forgive you in that specific context where we feel that we can forgive. All right? So... We hopefully can now see that when we are being hurt by someone, the way we forgive them is by experiencing the opposite, so the healing to the wound, and then we can actually move on more easily. Coming back to the original idea that life is movement and movement forward towards liberation, towards freedom, towards feeling happy, for instance, towards release of not feeling hungry anymore. That's why we eat. If we're all clear on that point, it means that if I can find a way to forgive someone, not for them to be off the hook, but for my sense of healing of the wound so that I can feel that relief from that situation, from the pain, and therefore get a sense of movement again, basically letting go and move forward, then that would be ideal. Where I want to bring this back to the 
to understand all is to forgive all is I can forgive when I understand what I am experiencing. Because as long as I don't understand, I will definitely have this feeling of being a victim. So the helplessness, the powerlessness, like the weather system of my internal, oh, well, the internal weather system of my emotions. So as long as I feel this powerlessness, the victim feeling, I will not be able to forgive because I am not feeling a sense of healing. If I can experience then the opposite to that, I can all of a sudden forgive instead. Victimhood is placing the power over me in someone else's hands. Understanding means taking back my power and therefore remove the label of victim from me. In case you're not agreeing with me right now, let me take the example of, I think I was listening to someone in a podcast taking this example and I thought it was really beautiful. The example of the wounded dog. You're out walking in the woods and you see a dog that is barking as soon as it sees you and showing its teeth and just showing all kinds of wanting to attack you. And so what happens is that you get startled and you might even feel shocked and feel anger and fear and whatnot because you just wanted to pet the dog, for instance. Then all of a sudden you discover that it has its paw stuck in a fox trap. And so all of a sudden you understand why the dog is acting this way because obviously, well, not only is it in pain, but it's also feeling uh, powerless and defensive because it's stuck. So it's in pain and fear. And all of a sudden you relax because you understand what is going on and that has nothing to do with you, of course, and you feel sorry for the dog instead. So if you could start every day with a blank sheet, then this kind of experience wouldn't be so hard for you. But we have this thing called the mind, of course, and it plays tricks on us. And just like I was talking about you being the center of your own movie, uh, this is actually what the mind is doing. It's always playing your movie, your narrative. And it mixes things up and tells us stories about who we are, who other people are, how we relate to them and what they've done to us. And so we listen to that narrative of good and bad. And as soon as we wake up in the morning, we pick up from where we left it before we went to sleep. That is the personality complex, as we would say in the um, yogic words. And it's part of you physically, mentally and emotionally. The whole idea, I would say, of self-realization from the Eastern perspective and obviously I'm talking about the yogic perspective more specifically, yogic and Ayurvedic, because actually they are saying the exact same thing, which is understandable since they evolved uh, simultaneously. They are sister science and they both evolved as well in India. So it's not so strange that they are saying the exact same thing, because basically what they're saying is that it is when your true nature shines through that you find this freedom or find the relief, you find the enlightenment, you find yoga. So the whole work of yoga, all the actions that you take of yoga and of Ayurveda, and this then naturally includes the different rituals that you do in the morning of cleansing and elimination, the um, practices of yoga asanas, the meditative practice as well, are all part of this work of allowing for the true nature to shine through. So basically to stop listening to 
the narrative of the mind of what happened yesterday, of how you relate to other people. You create a clarity of mind, a clarity of vision, just like a mountain lay without the wind creating waves on it, the waves being the emotional waves, then it's completely clear. And all it's really doing is that it's reflecting back the beautiful blue sky, which is why we believe that the lake is blue, actually. Water isn't actually blue, right? I want to leave you for this chat with two of the sutras from the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And it's the sutra, the second and the third sutra of the first book called Samadhi. Those are Yoga Shtita Vritti Nirodaha, Tadadrashtu Svarupe Avastanam. And you don't have to remember that. What it means, yoga halts the fluctuations of the mind. Then the seer, so the true nature, if you will, settles in its own nature. Basically, it means the witness comes to the surface. I guess that this talk, before going into the next talk, that will then be more the psychological, actually, perspective on things, is a way to make you maybe more motivated to continue whatever practice you're doing, really, because as long as you have a practice, it doesn't necessarily need to be the Ashtanga Mysore practice or the Hatha Yoga practice. It can be something that relates to you, that it's long it is, as it is a, a ritual that you do every day and that allows you to clear your mind, which means that you are detoxing yourself basically from the fluctuations of the mind. As you begin this deconditioning of the personality complex, which means that you're doing it on physical, mental and emotional levels, from what you've always believed and that you can commit to making this really into a daily practice, then you actually begin to clear yourself from all this. And this is where you will start to see the changes in the relationships that you have with other people because your true essence will shine through. And what I mean by that is that you will be in the position of tout comprendre, c'est tout pardonner, to understand all is to forgive all. Forgiving, not for the other person, but for you to be able to move forward. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.